Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hey, Jillian. Uh, You're looking fantastic. You've got this. I don't often see you in like um, what I would call winter wear. (laughs) As in I actually put on a nice sweater. Yeah, well, you normally have this fuzzy wuzzy teddy bear sweater, I have them in all like four different colors. You do. (laughs) But I don't normally, you've got this beautiful green cable knit turtleneck on. Yeah. And I'm like, I find it very fetching. Oh, thank you. Well, I feel very fetching. (laughs) And cozy. (laughs) And cozy. Yes. Yes, because we're in that period of time where you could be wearing a turtleneck in the morning and a tank top in the afternoon. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because we're in this crazy time of the seasons changing and it's unpredictable. Yeah. I but know. you look fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I put a little bit extra effort knowing I was going to see you today. <laughs> oh, good for you. Well, no. To be honest, I did a recording a couple of days ago, and so I did my hair. Ooh. So you're still seeing the results of my beautiful hair. Right, yeah. right. It's good to have three-day hair, doesn't, isn't it? Yes. Like, I... Okay, we digress. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> but... If I have a thing, you know, where I have to look presentable, yeah, I really have to think about the day I'm washing my hair, yeah, which day post shampoo my hair is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a margin, there's a there's a window exactly. of opportunity, exactly. for really great hair. That's right, I agree. And so we got to ride it out. As and much I as have we Irish can. hair, yeah. So if there's a little bit of humidity in the air. Watch out. That's right. Well, your hair looks beautiful. Thank you. I love how you've let it go gray. Yeah, me well, too. Well, silver is what I would call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever color that is, I'm 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 loving it too. Yeah, well, actually, sorry, listener, we've made you wait as we chat about our hair and all that, but actually, the theme for today is growth in the waiting. Whoa. Yeah, this has been something that, um, you know, our lives have been put on hold, essentially, in many, many ways. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I want people to kind of dig deep into this time and see the, the beauty in it, um, but also to be patient with this process because there's so much that we don't know. Um, so uh, yesterday, last night, late last night, I got some news from my sister, which was fantastic news. Oh. Um, we have been praying for seven years. Wow. For this news. Seven is a pretty significant biblical number. Yeah, actually is. And that's what my sister had said. When uh, this has been seven years of coming back to the same issue over and over again. And this was the last kick at the can around this. Wow. And my sister said, you know, it's interesting. It's seven years. Yeah. And so um, anyway, it's been seven years of hard waiting for my sister and for me as I adore her to bits. And... Oh, I'm going to get a little emotional about this because I've seen her and her family go through some real tough times in the waiting. And and yet I saw her hanging on with faith for God to show up in it. But, you know, we've had some really honest conversations. She has struggled, as have I, with anger and unbelief and feeling of such uh, disappointment. Yeah. Every single time the prayer would go unanswered, um, it 
really, as we kind of have had a chance to reflect on it, and I'm sure we'll do more reflection, um, is this God has used the season of waiting for her to peel back layers of pain that's oh. been unresolved. Um, and, and that's her own story, so I'm not going to share yeah. it during this podcast, but she's experienced a fair amount of trauma. And out of that felt a sense of always being alone, feeling like that she was always doing something wrong, oh. that it was her fault for how life has been hard for her, that God is punishing her. So when he wouldn't answer prayers, it's like, did I do something wrong? Right. Why is he silent? Why is he silent? Right. Um, but I have been able to watch how she has um, grown in that. She is so beautiful in a way that is transcendent, in a way that um, she wasn't seven... Oh, she was beautiful, but like in a, a to a level of depth that I could not have predicted seven years ago when we first started praying for this. Right. Um, all that to say is um, I wanted to start off the podcast sharing that um, because our listeners are um, in, probably in different stages of waiting. They've they've had unanswered prayers if they're people of faith. Um, if they're raising kids and they're in the midst of the mess uh, of the raising kids, to know that down the road there's going to be beauty that comes from all this wrestling. Uh, I want to encourage people with that. Um, I, was, I just need to stop you there. Because okay. first of all, thank you for sharing. Um, and I know, you know, your sister is going to um, be such an example mm-hmm. to so many and to so many listeners even listening right now mm-hmm. and feeling the hope from that. Yeah. Because there are many listeners who are in a stage of waiting right now. Yeah. And to hear, mm. like, it's not easy and you need some people along with you on the journey. Yeah. But hang in there. Mm-hmm. It's such a hard road to wait. Yeah. But it's so good to hear these stories because that's what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and before I got the news, literally, I think the day before the day of, I had been pleading with the Lord, like, oh. Lord, answer her prayer, answer our prayer. Yeah. And uh, to the point of um, anxious prayer, you know. Desperate prayers. Desperate prayers. And there's good desperate, and then there's anxious, fearful, it's not going to happen. Why am I praying this prayer? And I was begging, and I heard, I had a sense of the Lord saying, hey, you and your sister are my beloved daughters. Um, you don't need to beg. And Oof. as he said that, I was able to kind of take a deep breath and say, and, and like, oh, you are listening. I can sense that you're listening. So once again, I give this to you and right. I trust you. Oof. Right. It was, it was very, very uh, freeing and I felt a sense of peace. And then when I got the good news, oh my goodness. Yeah. T- totally. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, um, I'm, you know, part of this whole theme of waiting came with a book, uh, a good friend of mine, Pamela, referred to me um, by Sue Monk Kidd. Uh, and it's called When the Heart Waits. <laughs> yeah. And when she heard, told me the title, I'm like, uh, I got to read this. And here's a quote that's so beautiful. When you're waiting, you're not doing nothing. You're doing the most important something there is. You're allowing your soul to grow up. Oof. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And then she goes on to say, if you can't be still and wait, you can't become what what God created you to be. Oh, that's huge. And she goes on to say, creativity flourishes not in certainty, but in questions. Growth germinates not in tent dwelling, but in upheaval. Oh. 
right? Yet the seduction is always security rather than venturing, instant knowing rather than deliberate waiting. Oh my goodness, that is so true. Right? Like we're in a culture of immediate. Yes. Turn on the microwave, press a few buttons. Why is my coffee taking three minutes? That's right. (laughs) Yes. And, And so like if we can reframe how we see waiting, Not as something to get through or to be impatient about, but to actually savor it because as Sue Sue Monk Kidd says, you're doing the most important something there is. You're allowing your soul to grow up. Wow, that's that's a big one. It's not a passive act. It's like, I think waiting is a very intentional um, act and it takes patience as long as we're not numbing ourselves and just trying to get through. That's right. um, I don't want to waste my life just trying to get through. Right. Yeah. I think there's waiting, um, waiting with kind of stewardship, mm-hmm. like stewarding the waiting. Yeah. And then there's waiting that is like, it's like this slothful, I'll just wait until something happens. Or sort of um, avoidant, right? almost addictive yes, exactly. things that we do to just not feel the pain of waiting. Right. And waiting well is a choice. Yes. It it's is. a choice we make. It is. Yes. And, you know, if we're a person of faith and we trust that God's got this and he has a plan for our life and he doesn't waste anything, then we can see, we might not know the answer. We may not know what is ahead for us, but we can trust that there is a purpose in the waiting. That's right. And then we can say, okay, um, I am waiting. So what can I do in the waiting? Right. And I'm not talking about do as an active because really what we've talked about this a lot, and this is like forefront of my mind, but this season of waiting is even more so. It's a lot about the inner work. Yes, it is. Using this time wisely to focus on our inner growth rather than just our our outward performance or our actions or these goals that we want to try to achieve because now there's so much out of our control that can prevent us from achieving those goals. But do we have control over our inner growth? Yeah, we can really invest in that. And I can promise you Listeners, that as you invest in your inner growth, there will be amazing fruit that comes from that. Even if you don't see that fruit for a while, like you're de- you're developing these deep roots. You really are, and you know I love the fact that she uses the word germinate. Yeah, growth germinates not in tent dwelling, but in upheaval. Yeah, um, you know nature is nature reflects this all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and we've talked about this before these seasons. But this idea of germination is a period of time yes. that comes after dormancy. Yes. And germination is not quick. No, no. Like that's why we did that grade three science thing with the beans and the bean sprouts and everything, because mm-hmm. germination is not a quick process. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're thinking about a, you know, a bean and how long it takes for it to grow. Right. Why do we think that we in our soul is going to be able to grow overnight? And it's that thinking that if I have insight and knowledge and I've kind of at a click of a button, I've downloaded this, this 10 step, 10 step thingy, somehow I'm going to be transformed. And we've talked about this before. We talked about this in the um, podcast around the examined life is that it doesn't happen that way. It takes time. And, and, you know, what I'm starting to realize, you know, you and I, we've been around the block a few times and we're kind of at that age and stage of life where um, there is enough maturity uh, and discipline to kind of persevere. Yes. But what I'm realizing that 
I'm learning during this season is persevering isn't always about pushing through and doing hard things. Because you and I, I think we can do it quite well. It's actually waiting, not knowing, and choosing not to act or push forward. Because if we push forward um, and act ahead of time or ahead of the growth that we need to have done, we actually short circuit the full growth we need. I, I, totally, I totally agree with this. Yeah. 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 You, know, you know, we've talked about wise choices. We're, we're going through this study um, by Andy Stanley around uh, wise decision making. And, you know, we, we've, we, we've said, oh, if only we knew in our <laughs> 20s what yes. we know now. But that's not realistic because in our 20s, we didn't have enough time for our wisdom to germinate. It's actually because we've lived as long as we have and have lived through many, many pockets of stillness and waiting and the unknown and have been able to look back and reflect on the huge amount of growth that's happened through these times that I think it gives me the courage to keep persevering and not acting and to continue to wait. You know, we were talking yesterday and I... Sometimes I have a brainwave and I come up with these zingers. Yeah. And yesterday I said, just because it's a good thing doesn't mean it's the right action. Yes. That's a quotable. I know. And it's because I had some good intentions towards another person that I thought would be helpful to them. Right. But actually me telling them was not the right action. Right. Right. So I I just have to keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is, there probably is a waiting time where mm-hmm. their soil to receive that is going to be more fertile and it's going to be the necessary time. And I'm going to have to wait right. for that opportunity if it presents itself. Exactly. It may not, and that's okay. Yeah. And for those of listeners who have young kids, the germination process oh, is wait, wait. very long. Young kids, teenagers, young adults. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, as parents, we probably never stop worrying. No, we don't. Even as they hit middle age, um, because we are the 25, 30 years ahead of them. So we can see things that they can't see. That's right. But they can't see it. They can't see what they can't see. And we can't talk that into them seeing it because that's their process of growth that they have to go through. And we have to be really patient, not just with ourselves, but with the people that we love. That's right. And we can't prevent or short circuit the growth that they need to do. So you and I are reading this um, book, Dallas Willard's book about a life without lack. I love that book. I know. It's been so, so (sighs) great during this time. And so it's lining up for me. Now, when he's talking about lack um, and he's referencing lack in the material world, for me, what's really resonating is a lack in the soul world. Ooh. It's this not knowing, it's wanting control over my future, it's this impatience to grow ahead. So it's not, it's, it's, I can sort of like go, well, I don't have this issue around lack around material goods. It's, it's, and I can sort of like deceive myself. Well, you can also pat yourself on the back. I totally can. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I think part of what I've been thinking through as I'm reading this book um, is, you know, you and I have been raised in the church, decades of in the church. And I think one thing that I have come to realize that's, I think, really important for church leaders and pastors to hear is that, you know, we don't want to be teaching people that 
spiritual growth is instant. No. If I read the Bible and I have some concepts in my brain that I automatically am growing. And there is a big, big desert land between our experiences of hurt and the healing that comes, between the questions that we have and the answers that God finally brings, between you know, our starting our journey of faith and when we finally arrive. And it's, you know, we really need to kind of teach and learn about the slow, sacred rhythms of spiritual becoming. But, you know, that's really, the tricky bit is most of us don't want to hear that. Yeah. Most of us want the quick fix. We want the five steps, the instant, you know, um, coffee, the, the, you know, the curing that makes our coffee in a minute yeah. versus brewing it. Yeah. So we don't like to hear that we it's a long journey. Yeah. It's a lifetime journey. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And Jesus modeled it well in that he um he faced um his pain. He did not try to squirm out of it. And he waited on God. And he spent oodles of time that we don't know what he did That's right. up on the mountain to spend with God. And there was no action happening. Well, a scripture all through scripture uh, disputes the quick fix. Yeah. It really does. Like the stories, other than Paul on the road to Damascus, mm-hmm. when he has this life-changing encounter, but then he goes blind. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, like be careful if you want a life-changing experience because, you know. <laughs> but I think of one of the stories in the Bible that I love about waiting mm. Um, that gets glossed over too much is the story around the birth of Christ. Yes. And there are two characters, Anna and Simeon. Yes. And when Jesus is brought to the temple, Mm -hmm. uh, Anna and Simeon are both there. Yeah. And Simeon meets Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's been waiting a very, very long time. We don't know how long, but it's a long time, like years, maybe decades. Mm -hmm. And he says, I have seen Jesus. I've seen the Christ. Yeah. Now I can go to heaven. Right. Like, basically, I'm done here on earth. Right. Like, the waiting is over. Yeah. And Anna, who we know was widowed at a very young age Mm -hmm. and has been at the temple every day waiting and praying, gets to meet Jesus. Yeah. And like these are lifers Mm -hmm. in the waiting game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that story gets so glossed over those two characters. Why is that story there? Yeah, that's so true. And if we can take that imagery and think about that in our waiting in our pain, in our unfinished business, we actually get to meet Jesus. Right. And Jesus is the solution. He's the answer. He's the he, he the, the gift of being able to experience him is so worth the wait. Yeah. So and these were two beautiful souls. Yeah. I mean, Anna was a she's called Anna the prophetess. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to go and look up Anna the prophetess yeah. and read that story it's of Anna story. and Simeon yeah. because it's such a beautiful story of waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And your life isn't wasted when you're waiting. It's not. It's it's you know, one of the things that um I remember. Years ago, I was uh, working with a client and she worked, she had some pretty significant trauma that she had to work through. And she worked super hard. We did a lot of great work together. And then at one point, I remember her walking to the office. She goes, so what's next? And I said to her, I, I think you're done. And she goes, what? 
I said, you know, all that work that you've done, I'm not saying she was done, right, right. all fixed, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, uh, it's, you've learned what you need to learn and now you have to begin to apply it into your life. And yeah. I remember saying to her, you know, therapy and the work that we do isn't about getting finished. That part of it is a learning to tolerate the unfinished, Ooh. learning to um, accept the unhealed, uh, learning to be okay with the unknown. It's that tolerating of the ambiguity. And what part of why I said her journey with me was done was that she had such inner resilience and strength. I had confidence, as she did, in her ability to tolerate ambiguity, to be okay with the unfinished. Yeah. And I think that um, this side of heaven, we will always have unfinished business. I totally agree. And so we can't fix it out of our life, right? Yep. Um, we often talk about becoming our true selves. We keep using the word becoming. It's an active verb, but it's ongoing. And I think it's important that we deliberately use the word becoming because it's an ongoing process and this side of heaven will never fully complete it. But it's about experiencing faith and joy and love in the waiting, knowing that God's got us and he's sovereign over our lives, that he has a purpose and he redeems everything, including the waiting, like nothing is wasted in God's kingdom. So true. And yeah. you know, um, I think that because it's not the way we plan, yeah. it's not the way we expect, mm -hmm. that sometimes it's hard to see what is not wasted Yeah, because we're looking for something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And when we can let go of what that other else that we think is supposed to be. I wonder if we could just be surprised by what it yeah. is. Yeah. Because you know what? When God shows up, he blows us out of the water. Like it's beyond what we could have expected. And I don't know how many times I might have blocked him by trying to push something forward that was my agenda. Right. And I could have missed out on the greater thing that he had for me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, for the therapeutic tip um, is to just kind of get into a daily habit of uh, savoring the waiting, but not in just waiting and, you know, watching Netflix, but actually in a very intentional way. Um, many of you listeners may have heard of the daily examine. We mentioned it earlier, um, but I'm going to do a little twist on this daily examine and I, I suggest if you can try to do it for 15 minutes a day and actually put it into your calendar because otherwise it doesn't happen. And during this examine, the, the, the spiritual examine is often talking about our sin and confessing and all of that. What I'd like this examine to be is to uh, for listeners to review the day and think about how you felt, what you thought, how you reacted throughout the day, and what might be your underlying um, reactions and triggers or fears or insecurities. And if you're a Christ follower, invite Jesus into that examine. Now, this is not about problem solving or having answers, but it's just about being present to your right. inner life. I love it. Yeah. I, I've, I can't say that I practice the examine on a daily basis, but I have enough knowledge and experience with it. It's a really incredible practice. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for the life coaching tip, I'm actually just going to piggyback on what you've just said, because I think that that's enough. Mm -hmm. And we're doing, um, we're doing a episode on uh, learning to keep your own company. Yes. And... 
what I'm going to suggest is something very close to the examine mm-hmm. that comes from a mental health perspective. Okay. And so I will encourage our listeners to listen in to a future episode on keeping your own company. And that life tip will piggyback on the examine. Okay, perfect. But I do want to end with this. Sure. Um, this is from Psalm 27, which is my favorite Psalm. I've been, I've been reading this almost on a daily basis mm-hmm. for the last four years. Yeah. And the end of the psalm reads like this. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the Mm. land of the living. Mm. Wait for the Lord. Ah. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Mm. And I love that because it is not a passive waiting. It's a choice to be strong and to take heart. In other words, to have courage. To have courage. Yeah. And courage is being strong and faithful and keeping hope in the midst of the unknown. Yeah. Right? Mm, that's beautiful. I love so that. So that's Psalm 27, 13, and 14. Yeah. Okay. That is a great way to end this episode. Uh, listeners, thanks for hanging in there with us and being patient. Uh, and I hope that this will be uh, encouraging for you as you wait in the unknown too. That's right. Thanks for tuning in today. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life Podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.